Is in vitro fertilization sinful? Is it bad? This is a big debate right now amongst conservatives because the Alabama Supreme Court has ruled that embryos are human persons, and this therefore makes IVF in vitro fertilization illegal. And yet some conservatives, including the big dog himself, Donald Trump, has come out in defense of IVF. Here's what he said, quote, I strongly support the availability of IVF in vitro fertilization for couples who are trying to have a precious baby. Now, we're pro-life, we're pro-family. We believe that a married man and a married woman want to be open to life, have babies. Some of them struggle and they turn to IVF. So you might be thinking, well, this is actually a pro-life thing. We need to be pro-IVF, but it is wrong. IVF is not just morally wrong, it's sinful. It's bad. And it's bad for two reasons. And we're going to talk about that today because this is a great teaching moment. I don't know if Donald Trump has ever studied moral theology with regard to IVF. Probably not. Most people haven't. And I think the honest assumption by most people is that it's openness to life. It brings about the procreation of new babies and therefore it's good. But here is why it's wrong for two reasons. Number one, it separates the procreative act of a husband and wife from the unitive act. In other words, you take an egg out of a woman and then you get a sperm from a man. Usually that sperm is acquired through masturbation, which itself is morally, morally sinful. And then in a Petri dish, you bring together the sperm and the egg and you bring it about. God does honor that. He does create a human person. A soul is infused. We do believe that. But it's done in a lab. It's not done in the warm nuptial embrace of a husband and wife. It's done with the mediation of doctors and Petri dishes and sterile environment. And for that reason, since it separates the procreative act from the unitive nuptial act, it is sinful. This is, this is right. Masturbation is wrong as well. You're engaging in the pleasure of the procreative act, but it's separated out, right? So God designed for a husband and a wife to enjoy the procreative act, but it is united to procreation, that unitive act. So that's the first principle. But the second principle is really important. This is the second reason why IVF is sinful and why it's bad is it creates embryos that must be frozen, often in order to save money or to have success or to pick the best embryo or to pick the male embryo or the female embryo. They will fertilize one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight embryos. And when they'll say, oh, you got five girls and three boys, or this one might not be strong, doesn't look good. And now you're doing eugenics. Let's say you pick two. One implants in the uterine wall, one doesn't. A, a human person just died. All right, now you got six brothers and sisters that go into the freezer vault. And what happens to them? Do you just keep paying the electric bill month after month to keep these human persons frozen year after year after year? Some people say, just kill them. 
But you see, this is the problem. We are creating Frankenstein's monster. And so while at the beginning it sounds like a good idea, hey, let's be open to life. You know, let's, let's have more babies. Let's do IVF. In reality, it's dividing human sexuality from procreation, and it is creating Frankenstein's monster of freezers full of not just dozens, thousands, millions of human embryos that are put on ice. And this raises the moral question, what do we do with all of these embryos? You might say, well, we should all adopt them and put them into wombs. That again is dividing the procreative and the unitive aspect of human sexuality. Believe it or not, most Catholic moral theologians that I've consulted on this question, and I think they're probably right, is the moral thing to do is to unplug the freezers. You might gasp and say that is thousands, if not millions of lives lost, but it's Catholic teaching that extraordinary care, that means doing things above and beyond air, water, food, etc., is not necessary. And being frozen for decades after decades after decades is not humane. It's not moral. And so you're just creating a huge moral theology mess. I'm going to read something that the Catholic Church put out. It says, a child is not something owed to one, but is a gift. The supreme gift of marriage is a human person. A child may not be considered a piece of property, an idea to which an alleged right to a child would lead. In this area, only the child possesses genuine rights, the right to be the fruit of a specific act of the conjugal love of parents, not, and I'll interrupt here, not the tinkering of doctors in Petri dishes. I'll continue the quote. And the right to be respected as a person from the moment of conception, end quote. Donum Vitae 2.8. This is legit. This is good theology. And we need to get away from playing Jurassic Park, Frankenstein, and meddling with human life in Petri dishes. And it goes beyond, now you have people who are in unnatural unions who cannot have children who are basically farming out and doing IVF and creating all of this mess. It needs to stop. So the conservatives, the Christians, the Catholics must be very firm and take our stand and draw the line in the sand and say, this is sinful this will lead us to the wrong path, and God will not bless us in our country if we are involved with promoting and providing in vitro fertilization. It is unnatural, and anything that is against nature is against God because he's the author of nature. Thanks for watching. I know this was a hard topic. Like the video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe. My name is Dr. Taylor Marshall. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.